Welcome to the Overreact Podcast, proudly sponsored by Johnny Walker, a drink to be enjoyed in moderation and responsible drinking, not to be sold for persons under the age of 18. In a society that tries to put women in a box. Let's overreact and overreact boldly. Today, I'm <laughs> feeling bold, yeah. you know, because I've done some, you know, some bold steps. I've walked truly in my, um, you know, purpose. I love it. Yeah. And it's your girl, Lush Angela, and I feel bold because I got my new head. And it's your other host, Angela and Boy, showing up boldly as a proud Kenyan woman. Oh, I love it. Oh my God, yeah, you're rocking the colors. You know. I, lo- I love it. I love it. And after the name, K, K-, K- Queen. No? K Q Queen. Kenyan. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Um, so this season, ladies, we are so excited because it's all about highlighting the epitome of what a progressive woman is, highlighting their journeys and how they're boldly taking their own steps to elevate um, women in their respective industries. So today we have a woman who is defying the odds in a typically male-dominated industry. We have none other than Sienna Dikowski, who is the director at Lady Ascari which is an innovative uh, female-oriented security company that is redefining the security industry one lady at a time. Welcome. You. How are you feeling this morning? Feeling all right. What's your bold move? Like, how are you feeling? Are you feeling bold? Well, I'm feeling bold because I'm here. This is my first podcast, so I'm mm-hmm. glad to experience it with you guys. Oh, we're so happy to have you. Um, and it's also um, nice to be around a woman progressively changing um, a scenario or an environment and an industry that's really focused and very male-oriented. Before I guess we get into the journey of how you found yourself in this couch, who was Sienna before and how did her path find her from America? The continent and Kenya right here in the heart city of so um, my background is in hospitality management. I attended Cornell University with this dream of running restaurants around the world. Um, but as I started to learn more about the industry, I realized that it wasn't for me. And I decided that um, I needed to seek my adventure. And so four months, actually less than four months after graduating from school, I found myself in South Sudan managing residential compounds where aid workers were living Um, And just being in such a vibrant environment of hopeful people coming back to to build a country. Um, And I just fell in love with the continent and, you know, haven't been back to Brooklyn much since. But um, I actually found myself in Nairobi a few years later with the onset of the civil war in 2013. We evacuated from South Sudan um, and we've been living here ever since. And uh, nearly four years ago, we founded Lady Ascari with the idea that um, the security industry needs to be more approachable for all of the users. But in order for that to happen, we have to prioritize bringing more women into the industry and more importantly, helping them to rise in the ranks so that we can have better solutions for everyone. Talking about that was like a bold move for you that came straight from college into South Sudan. Was it your first time? It was. It was. Oh, <laughs> was wild. I mean, I spent a few days in Nairobi before. And yeah. <laughs> that, that, that doesn't count. No. 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 <laughs> it's not. And what would you say, like, in terms of just the environments, the difference? Because you had spent, you know, 
a good chunk of time in South Sudan, the difference between the two countries, operations, the security side of things? Um, so coming from New York to South Sudan, I really didn't know what to expect. But coming from South Sudan to Nairobi, I guess I expected like more of a city. Um, and it was interesting because everybody was like, oh, you're moving to Nairobi. You have access to everything. I'm from New York. I had access to everything. <laughs> um, and then I came here. <laughs> um, so it actually took, for me, it almost took more getting used to Nairobi than it did South Sudan, just because where my expectations were. Um, but here I am. I think that we've really managed to make this home even before we started South Sudan. I'm um, sorry, before we started Lady Ascari. And we've been able to kind of grow this because this has become so like um you know still we're celebrating a, a lot of first for women and when it does come to this uh you know sector of security i know a lot of times people may feel women are not strong enough for security what are some like hurdles that that y'all have faced when when coming out with lady ascari uh did you have a lot of people that were doubting uh the ability and and, and why women why focus on women so first of all i think that people really just wanted to understand why. Why does it matter that we have women in the security space? Um, what's the point? The security, you know, security is security. But it all kind of, the seed was planted years ago with my husband. He's the actual security side of things. Um, I, I still am the hospitality and customer service side. Um, but, you know, he was in Iraq doing diplomatic protection for an ambassador, a female ambassador, and she asked a simple question. What's going to happen when I have to go to the bathroom at this event? And, you know, he had his answer, you know, ma'am, we've already checked the bathrooms. There's a diplomatic bathroom. Everything is set for you. And she cut him off and she said, no, what's going to happen is you're going to go on the radio and you're going to call 53 men and tell them that I have to go to the bathroom. Is that going to send a man to the bathroom to clear out all of the women that are currently there? You're going to place a man at the bath in the door and a man at the window. And I want you to know that's uncomfortable. And so the exactly. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, yeah, you may have had 54 of the best trained men on your team, but the service that they were providing was uncomfortable. And so how safe did she really feel in that experience? And he realized at that moment that if he had one woman on the team that could have escorted, that would have made the whole difference in terms of that experience. Um, and so from there, we're trying to make sure we can answer that question what is safety and security to you you me you you um and and have those solutions but we can't have the solutions without having and so people are always pushing back saying you know and to answer the second part of your question in terms of perception of security i know i don't look security and that's okay um because i'm not here to bring uh, the physicality to the table. Security is so diverse in terms of what the needs of people are that there's a space for me just as much as there's this space for the typical big guy in the industry. We just have to let people understand that that space exists and let women take up that space. Absolutely. And I think after we were trying to break down what is security and we were talking about this mall and the first person that we meet is the Ascari, the guy. So what Lady Ascari is trying to do, can you maybe for someone listening in, break it down what that security means to a girl, to a baby, you know, to a woman, 
to to the president or even us as women who are doing what you're doing? Um, so first of all, as an organization, um, we recognize that the first thing that you think about are the Ascaris, are the guards. We don't have any guards in our organization, and that's because security is so much more than that, and there's so much strategy involved. So whether it's you know secure journey management to the president being able to get from one place to another safely and understanding what the risks are in between and mapping out alternatives, um, so that could be safety to the president, whereas safety and security to me can be you know getting home safely in my Uber. Um, from a night out with friends to, yep. um, to, you know, from the mother in me, it can be ensuring that my children are safe and the playground from predators. And so, and that's the thing, safety and security means so much. And a lot of it doesn't have to do with brute force. That's to do with understanding what the risks are and being able to have plans in place and mitigation measures in place. And that's something that I can do because, you know, I think yeah, I don't have to... I don't have to rough somebody up in order to accomplish that. Yeah, that's true. And um, just picking back on what Angela was asking, like why women in your in your website, you need to check out Lady Ascari website. And they have specifically said uh, why women, because they're bad asses. So all of us here, are, have, you know, we're bad asses. So why, why is it that first that question is asked and as a company, um, you have managed to get to the point where you're at 50%, 50% women. So how do you also change that like narrative for uh, women to not be seen just because I'm meek, right? Or if I, if, like we were saying earlier off, is like a woman typically who's a bodyguard or a security always looks like bulky, but not to say that she can run after someone, you know, steal something from me. And um, how do we also now start to shift that narrative visually, I think, is the thing. Because I think naturally uh, we're seen more as nurturers and stuff. And how do we change that visually um, to the people you work with? And to either to me, maybe it's considering going into security or to me who wants to hire someone in that space. We don't change anything. Okay. We embrace the different qualities that women have that they can bring to the table. So I already mentioned I'm a mother and I can be sitting here talking to you and hear a new type of cry and I'll, that's a bad cry. You know, that is what we're trying to exploit and bring to the forefront. Or, you know, one of our best CPOs is maybe five feet tall. We know very well that she is mistaken for an assistant. And we want that because she's not, a, yeah, she's not a threat and her job is not to jump in front of a bullet. Her job is to identify, identify and mitigate risk. She has eyes. She has a brain. She's able to do that as she's moving with the client. And so it's not about changing anything. It's about embracing who we are as women. Those same qualities, they, you know, they say, oh, women are gossips. A word, you mean women are really good at intel? Yes, we are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. You had that? Yeah. <laughs> I asked it to that. It's just about shifting the way we think about security and the way that we think about what is a benefit to security. I'm going to use that. I'm going to hear that. Yes. So, I'm not running my mouth. I'm actually running your game. Hey, drop my. <laughs> 
That's amazing. You're amazing. I love the shift in redefining a woman's power, all of our secret powers that we already have. Yeah. And, and look at us sitting in on this pretty textured, you know, furniture from Okandeko. And no, I, I was talking about how I love texture. And also that's the beauty of us as women. And our proud sponsor, you know, Johnny Walker, it's all about texture, yeah. uh, the notes of sweetness. And we can be sweet and we can be badass. Yeah, yes. And like, you know, just because I cry doesn't mean that I'm not strong, right? And that's one of the things I think that when it comes to uh, just like retraining and shifting how we also view ourselves as women. Sometimes it might not always be the society's viewpoint. It might also be us and leading up to outside of, you know, ensuring that you're getting more security women out there. You also provide training and mentorship. Maybe like yeah. about that. Absolutely. So, you know, you had asked before, how have we achieved the 50%? It's because we've been intentional about it. We're really looking for and really hunting for women who are in the industry that have an interest in the industry and we're figuring out how to fill the skills gap because we have to remember they may not have had opportunities to have the biggest baddest jobs within the industry so how do we get them there so we do that through apprenticeships um mentorship program our mentorship program is actually it's called dot of quadrata and it's about understanding what experiences we've all had as women in this industry and life um, that may have prevented us from moving forward and understanding how we each navigated, what those challenges are. We've had some of the dopest conversations in that those meetings, whether it's like we have a bunch of single mothers and their concerns that like up at night are where are the male influence or our children. And the cool thing is, is that Lady Oscaria is full of allies. That other 50% is willing to step up and be a presence in their lives. Or within the security industry, they are quick to fire a pregnant woman, you know? So instead of doing that, we empower them. And, you know, upon their return from the maternity leave, we equip them with nursing packets. So they have breast pumps, um, nursing covers, cooler boxes, so that we're... Be, we're being intentional and saying, continue on your journey if that's what you want, and we will support you in that. And so all of our field sites have those. Um, so it's things like that, being able to have this experience and not let these things w that would typically bring women down yeah. um, have that kind of effect on our team. I was going to, so um, I'll reveal my story. So I, I'm off topic, I was just sharing a scenario when I was like 60. And I was stalked for about a month. And I was saying how there's certain uh, moments of impact, scenarios that you experience in life that kind of shift your senses or heighten your senses. Um, what have been experiences where even you as a person that your senses are heightened and you're a mother, so you have kids. How do we heighten kids' senses to either understand that there's something not quite right in this room, not quite right with this person, like their spirit's off. Um, and how do you also train that communication? Because I think we, because of the experiences that we have collectively gone through, just like using my experience of being stalked, um, you're now more aware if, like, if you hear, the way you said, you said like this, there's a bad cry, right? Mm -hmm. So you're aware, you know, that... Um, Mm -hmm. This this is not fireworks, 
right? right. This is a little bit more different. So like, and that's just because of maybe personal experiences or um, just people you're around and you're, you're just more frightened. If you see, how do you, how do you help people have more heightened senses, especially kids? I think that having these conversations, and that's why Data Quadata is powerful, because we start talking about what the challenges are, what those experiences are. And so we do a lot of trainings. We do security awareness trainings. That's one of the biggest ones, but also personal protection trainings. We've done online child protection trainings. All of this is more so about having a conversation about the threats that are out there so that you can have just one or two tips on how to how to deal with those tips. And so as we had mentioned before, like, follow your gut. We tell yes. our team, we don't, we're not giving you any of that. You know, your gut is something that's built within you. Yeah. But we implore on our on our learners to follow your gut. Listen to that instinct. It would rather be seen as an overreaction than some sort of, uh, <laughs> than, um, you know, put yourself in danger because you were like, no, no, that's I'm being weird too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that, those are the types of conversations that we just love having. And we love having it with children and being able to just create the awareness of what danger may look like. Mm. So is it tricky people? Might be your neighbor. Might be somebody that you know. How do you create those boundaries? How do you read body language? You know, it's, is that a real smile or is that disdain, you know, sitting behind the eyes? Um, and how do we adjust in order to to face those sorts of things. I absolutely love that. Like, I think that thing of um, how to pay attention to the little details, like when you're in the room, who walked in, what were they wearing, that, and just, oh, do, you, do you do that with your kids? Um, <laughs> she, she preaches water, but drinks wine. <laughs> I definitely drink wine, but... Um, no, it's something that we've started working with the kids on more. Okay. And they, interestingly, we homeschool and we have our office in the same spaces where they they learn. So they see the trainings that we're doing. And as we're yeah. prepping, they're part of our videos. Yeah, check out our website. You'll meet my kids. Um, and so they, they are exposed to it in a lot of ways. Okay. But we're... Yeah. And I think that's what they're calling it, intentional parenting. Yes. Like you have to teach your kids these tactics way before they go out in the world. Um, and as I always say that to you, that inner voice is always like your Bible. Do not defy. Like always listen to it. It has worked for me. Um, and, you know, something is off with this person. The vibe that, you know, I was sharing someone in my life says, uh, when, you know, a Kenyan is too friendly, uh, there's a catch. Yeah, so what is that catch? That's the that was the catch. Yeah, when they're too nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sienna, we love um, you know you giving us insight into your journey and how it started, um, and the odds that you happened finding. So, what is like one monumental moment that you would call a bold moment in your in your journey? What is that one bold moment that really was a turning point for you? Um. You know, as someone who really seeks adventure, I couldn't, I almost couldn't pin it down to one moment because I believe that, that it's been a continuous like, oh, I'm just, I mean, I guess it's like, I'm kind of random. I'll, I'll, do, sure, I'll go to South Sudan. Point it out on the map for me. Um, yeah. Uh, and so I don't, it, it's hard for me to pick one moment 
um, that really led me here. Your life is bold. My life is kind of bold, but actually, no, I think I've gotten a, a better answer. So I've actually was raised by bold women. I was raised by my mother who, you know, her, although she grew up in a two-parent uh, household, her mother was incredibly poor. So back when people would take ships to the continent, my, gra- my grandmother has been to Africa several times by ship with her sisters. And so in that time, that was very, very bold. Um, and I think that being able to take those sorts of risks was instilled in a young age. And that's why when I said, hey, I want to go to South Sudan, my mom didn't. And my brother, on the other hand, you're sending Sienna to Africa to die. (laughs) And, you know, like ridiculous. And my mom was like, get it together. It's fine. You know, and so I think that I've been very fortunate to have boldness and really instilled in me and, and been able to see it in real life. Um, and therefore, I've been able to make bold decisions. I love it. Like when we were talking about like, like, you know, women in our lives who have shaped who we are, you have gone back to your grandmother. And it's it's so, um, you know, it's so, so powerful knowing that women who came before us, they have made who we are. So it's our space and opportunity to create that pipeline and that bridge for the future generations. Absolutely. And love what you're doing. Um, so in the spirit of sharing, uh, you know, women who have shaped who you are, who is your inspiration? Who is bold in your industry? Like, you know, Lady Ascari, I aspire to be that in the security space. To be really honest with you, I never aspired to be anything in the security space. I kind of stumbled upon this. Uh-huh. Um, and... Unfortunately, I haven't necessarily found any like mainstream security people that I I really strive to be like. Mm-hmm. But there are women that have walked this journey. Um, you know, my friend Monica Mayo, she basically like doesn't let me go. She's always telling me to raise my hand. Um, she's the Secretary General of Women in Safety Excellence and just really pushes and encourages to ensure that, you know, we're, we're staying the course. Um, so she's someone who I just, I definitely admire, um, her fortitude in dealing with this space, especially in the Kenyan security space. So Johnny Walker is about like, uh, bold flavors and, um, and it's something to enjoy when you're celebrating. Let's celebrate Lady Ascari. What is a moment, um, either this year or since, since operation, um, that you're really proud um, if success stories um, want to celebrate that? Well, I always feel like our mission is very important. Again, I'm not the security side of things. I'm the people side of things. So the fact that we the 50% uh, gender diversity and we've been honored for that three years in a row, actually, that yes. is absolutely not- my... Yeah, that's my highlight because that's the work that I really focus on, ensuring that we're getting the women in, we're helping them raise in the ranks, we're making sure that the women are able to take up space in the... And, you know, today's conversation and this season conversation is about a progressive portrayal, change, um, changing the narrative, breaking those stereotypes. So, you know, well done to you. I think, ladies, what would be the thing that you're going to remember about this conversation and maybe you'll take forward like what would be uh, just the importance of you know keep walking in your journey she took the leap of faith to come to Africa 
and here she is, you know, um, empowering and inspiring women. Uh, even if you're, you keep saying you're in the health people side, I think your your work is phenomenal and what you're doing for women in the space. So I think that just keep walking, no matter, even if it's not your space, even if it's not your call, just keep walking. I think one thing that I will take uh, from Sienna's conversation is always knowing that Mm-hmm. So the fact that you're like, okay, we're not trying to take a woman and change who she is, but we're just reminding her of the power that already lies within and honing in on those skills that you already have. You know, it's it's not that our boldness or our power is something outside of us. It's always been within us. So just tap into it. I think for me, what's memorable? And I asked you the question, how are you shaping and shifting our viewpoints? And you said, no, we embrace people and how they come here. And I think a lot of us don't even embrace ourselves. Yes. And we're always trying to fit ourselves into a societal box, right? Mm-hmm. Because society says you need to look like this, it's just like this. So I like that that that's something that you embrace. For anyone who's listening, um, who perhaps is trying to break the mold, go in a different direction, not necessarily in security, or maybe even if they want to, what would be the last remarks you want them to remember? Um, to keep walking and walking their own truth. It's difficult, but you'll get there. Like, you know, don't don't let people tell you that you can't do it and that you shouldn't be here. Take up the speed and, and keep pushing. Keep walking. Keep walking. <laughs> um, thank you, Overreactors, for listening to us. And uh, please um, just share quickly what, how they can learn more about Lady Erin. Uh, we are on all socials, particularly on LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, LinkedIn. Um, so definitely follow us if you're looking for security risk management solutions or just need somebody to help answer the question, what is safety to you or your organization or your loved ones? Um, find us on, on our social. Love it. Amazing. We've uh, definitely enjoyed this conversation and we'd love for you guys to keep interacting with us. So you can follow us on all our social media at SisterSpeaks254 on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, you can also follow Overreact um, on Instagram. And um, yeah, just keep connecting with us. This episode is available um, on SoundCloud, uh, Capital FM, as well as Sister Speaks Global on Google, Apple and Spotify. And tune in next week, Wednesday, where we will have another bold woman sitting in this spot telling us her story at from 10 p.m. And of course, this episode has been proudly sponsored by Johnny Walker, a bold drink to be enjoyed in moderation, um, not for persons under the age of 18. But we want you to drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. And don't drink more. Drink better. You heard. Thank you for tuning in. See you next Wednesday. It's your girl, Lash Angela. It's been a pleasure to be in the presence of Sienna. It's your girl, Angelo and Boy, and we just encourage you, continue walking boldly in your journey. Ladies, let's overreact.